0: Welcome in, everybody, to the first episode on the new platform of Baxter Street Boys. We're happy to have you all here. It's going to be an awesome time. Um, we want to shout out Brooks Austin. Thanks for uh, the support along the way, helping us get our feet going. Uh, now we've, he's kicked us out of the nest. We're flying. It's time to roll. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get going through today. Obviously, we're going to talk about camp intel a little bit. Dogs in the NFL already showing out. Um, we're going to give you a little preview of the big picture in the NCAA, too. But as always, this is Dog Focus Podcast. Happy y'all are here. While y'all are here, please subscribe to the new channel. Um, We're trying to get off the ground. Need you guys' help. Y'all have been great to us in the past, so just go ahead and subscribe to that channel. Like the video, and just leave a comment. Even if you don't have anything to say, just say, hey, what's up? Great job, guys. Something. Or y'all suck. Doesn't matter. Leave a comment. Help us out. We appreciate y'all. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. For all your content, let's get rolling. And McKay! have come in to paint
1: aquendo oh! Oh! cable launches one to right field and he knows it a grand slam we just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot and broke their nose we just crushed their face
0: one, snap hold kick
2: <laughs> no <laughs> no, <laughs> no! <laughs> Near sideline and it's intercepted. Intercepted Keeley Ringo at the 21. Off he goes 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Georgia. I know I'm asking a lot, you guys, but hunker it down one more time.
0: I don't know if y'all saw on TV the other day that the 2021 SD Championship game was on. Um, I just happened to be flipping through, stopped on it for a minute, and, like, legitimately got nervous watching it. Even though I knew it was going to happen, it was early on in the game, and I just got to thinking, like, you know, this is coming soon. Like, whether it's the dogs, whether it's my bets, something. I'm going to have this feeling soon, and it got me fired up. I don't know about y'all. I, I tell you
1: what, I I'm I'm like pre in fall right now. Yesterday I made a big old thing of Brunswick stew and cornbread. Dude, it's like ninety six <laughs> degrees outside. Like there yeah, was just no reason easy. for that. I did freeze a bunch of it, so there's gonna be like a Saturday when I we probably got an away game. Maybe it will be a little ch- maybe a little cold outside and I can yeah. I can thaw that out and have make some cornbread. But yeah, I was like, dude, what are you doing? It it, it went crazy though. It was really good. So I was happy about
0: that. Yeah, dude. I, I Every morning I get up, get my coffee, sit in my corner, look outside. And we got a little back porch in my apartment here in Montgomery.
2: And I just, I just, like,
0: think about, man, I can't wait to just go sit out on the porch and drink some coffee. But if I did that here, like, I, I might would combust. bust. I don't, like – I've heard people talk about, like, South Alabama heat before and, like, South Mississippi heat before. And I was like, hey, how how much different can it be to freaking Chattanooga? You know, it's freaking different. It, it's – Yeah. It is the hottest place on earth. It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> we, it is so – We got to – we
1: got to keep our eyes out for fake fall though. It happens every year. I need you yeah. to stay vigilant. We're we're gonna get fake fall. We're gonna have that one weekend. It's gonna be like seventy one degrees, sixty eight degrees. Everybody's like, oh, it's it's finally fall. 90, back to ninety three the next week for about two or three more weeks, and then we'll get actual fall. You got to you got to stay on the lookout. You can't fool me this year. There's there's we got to wait on fake fall.
0: No kidding. All right, let's give. All right, so we're on a new page. Obviously, appreciate all you guys being here. Um, For anybody that's new, I I don't know how many new followers we got. Let's just give a quick introduction, all three of us. Uh, I'll start. I'm Cole Wilcox, one of the hosts. Um, I I went to Georgia, played for Georgia, played baseball there. I'm now in the Rays organization. Um, I'm in the Montgomery Biscuits currently. That's why I'm in South Alabama. And I am excited about football, as always. I'm I'm very biased towards (laughs) Georgia. Uh, I'm a fantasy football nerd. And... Um, I I just love being outside the fall. So everything uh, everything that happens before the fall, like baseball season, it starts coming down. Like like I'm just riding that wave just to get to fall. That, that's my season. That's where I thrive.
1: That's so true too. I don't even think about like you kind of get a break from work pretty much too. <laughs> yes. Not yes. only are you not only are you not only do you get football, you just completely take time off. Uh, but yeah, anyways, I'm Jake. I'm the other host, and uh, I'm like the world's worst lawyer. I went to UGA Law. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, all of us, we're all big football fans, but we're not, the, we're not the type of guys. We don't do the UGA football in, in North Carolina or Duke basketball. We watch UGA basketball, yeah. too. Uh, so, you know, if you're into basketball, baseball, obviously with Cole here, we're into all of it. Uh, you know, we try to
2: give everybody their shine. And my name's Griff. Uh, I am the producer, and I also went to UGA, room with Cole. We've known each other since the sixth grade. We actually found our friendship through the dogs, and, uh, you know, good to be here. I'm the world's most biased Georgia fan on the planet. Yeah. I will be throwing out some takes that you've never even thought somebody would say, um, so just be ready for that, but I am a great gambler, so... Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. So me and Jake are, are big time dogs fans, and we have bias. Um, but there's, you know, multiple times where our bias can be put aside for like, you know, reality, and, and we can give. We're, we're going to talk about SC East here in a minute, and, and it's going to be, you know, some well-informed takes. Obviously, you know, we don't take ourselves too serious here. It's not going to be like we're breaking down X's and O's and stuff. But like, we're, we're able to put it aside. Griff cannot. Griff, Griff will not. He cannot. I won't um, do it, guys. There, so there will never be. We need. We need you then. to do that, though. Yeah. Yeah, we need that. We Like, just, yeah. just take it – like, like Griff lost our gambling competition last year. We were just talking about this. The punishment is he has to go to a Georgia Tech game in Bobby Dodd Stadium. We're trying to figure out which which game to go to and stuff. But I was thinking the reason he lost is probably because of his bets on Georgia. Like, that is probably the reason he lost – the game like i didn't
2: take georgia that many times you you kept
0: up taking
1: georgia first quarter and i always took
0: it too and it
2: never hit (laughs) we took it we all took it that one time versus mizzou in the closest game ever. worst one yeah i kept going down and down and down on that game and oh i don't want
0: to talk about that yeah listen we're 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 the common folk when it comes to gambling we're going to talk a lot about it and and we are just like you so join the conversation we're gonna have plenty of live shows here the season we, we encourage you to join the, join the live show, be in the comments. We'll talk through some best together because it takes an army to take down Vegas boys and girls, and uh, it's going to take more than us for sure. But let's get right into things. Um, first off, real quick, NFL preseason is among us, which is always the best because, like, you get intel coming every which way. Like, it, it is so – it is so, everybody's just so excited for football that you just say whatever. It's an awesome time on Twitter. But – some dogs have been really shut out. I and mean, let's just start with the head, man, Stetson Bennett. Like, I watched Stetson play his whole life. Not his whole life. His whole Georgia life. And even I was shocked with how he looked. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I don't know how y'all felt, but he he's going to start in the NFL. Like, at this point, he's going to start at some point. Look,
2: I'd love to be able to say I was surprised, Cole. <laughs> but I just wasn't. Look, I, I've been in on Stetson. Like, I, I want to – I'm trying to think of the time when I, I really – I think 2021, whenever – after the Michigan game, I became fully bought in on Stetson Bennett. Before that, I was skeptical. I think I, – I was kind of one of those guys that was like, I think we can win with Stetson Bennett, but I think JT's a better option. After that game, I had no doubts anymore. And then, since then, I have been Stetson's number one fan. <laughs> And I will continue to do so. <laughs> Dude, no one will ever forget that that Heisman ticket you had about November last year when we were like, "Oh my, it's going to hit. This
0: might actually hit." But that Kentucky game set it down the toilet. But like there, there was the twelve
2: thousand odds. Yeah.
0: What what was it? you were like what ten to win something? Ten to win twelve hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we thought Griff had the golden ticket there for a minute, and that was legendary. Like it started out as a bit, and then like. Me and Jake, the whole time during the summer, like Griff, lean into that Setson Bennett bit. Like He would get a ton of interaction. would be awesome. And at some point along the way, Griff started believing it. Like, legitimately, it was no longer a bit. He legitimately started believing Setson Bennett was Heisman worthy.
2: And then, you know, middle
0: through the season, it was like,
1: oh, my God. We got to do some Heisman picks soon because I got some good ones. Right.
2: Yeah, we do. We do. Maybe next show. Maybe next show we'll have some, we'll have some Heisman for you. But, I, got like, a, honest, I, got I do already have
1: a few Oh, dude, I got so many futures in. I can't wait to talk to them. I got some
2: <laughs>
0: spicy, <laughs> those spicy those, conference picks. Those are the best until it's time to pay the Piper. You know, yeah, I've like, never got a future again. We the we really got our
1: NC is. state for this year's boys. It's 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 Texas Tech. We, but we're all Joey McGuire, guys.
0: I was not able to watch Destiny play because I was playing baseball. And to, I, I saw some of the highlights. Like I saw I saw his I saw, his tutty, I saw some of the balls he threw. And then it was that McAfee clip today where they're talking about Steph and, and they're rolling the tape, his highlights, and it just kept going. And he just kept yeah. making tight window throws. And I'm like, oh, my, this is a two-and-a-half-minute long video. Like, I didn't realize he played that long. I didn't realize he had that many completions. But he he looks the part, dude. Like, he, he's going to land on his feet. Like And I think the Rams, they, they even said that when they drafted him. They're like, listen, everybody talks about how Georgia did this, Georgia did that. then, Bennett was just along for the ride. We turn on the tape and we're like, no, 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 no. Like, they're winning because of this guy. Like, everybody else around the country wants to deny it, but like, every football mind will tell you, hey, this guy's good. But then Tennessee and Florida fans will tell you, oh, he just sells insurance. Like, you know. Hey,
1: we're, we're looking at a reality, too, because I was looking at the Rams roster. Like, there's like Brett Ripian and then two mm-hmm. other guys I'm not familiar with. Like if Matthew Stafford gets hurt again, which he has right. a lot, like, he's going to be starting this year. It's kind of crazy to think about. And obviously, I don't want Matt Stafford to get hurt. You know, he's, he's a great yeah. dog, uh, Super Bowl champion, but. It's just not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I do think it's I do think it's extremely uh, extremely entertaining the mental gymnastics that are going on though. I couldn't agree with you more because I I don't know what it's going to be after this. I mean, if he's bad in the NFL, NFL, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. If he
0: starts an NFL game, then all the haters have lost. Like it really don't matter how he plays. Like he no yeah, yeah they, they, they're done. Uh, it's and he but, will. like you if want to will. spend some more time. Like if we'd have this show, you know, seven or eight years ago, we could literally hit on all the dogs in the NFL that played well. But, like, we're, we're at a new new point in, in football history where – Georgia football history where we can't – like, there's too many. Like, there's so many Georgia players in the NFL that have just played the last few weeks, like, or years. We can't possibly hit them all. Like some names that come to mind that pop this week, Jalen Carter is Jalen Carter. bread man. Oof. Everyone overthought that one. Unbelievable. Andrew Thomas the, has just been put on stupid highlights there at camp. Talk, uh, Nolan Smith looked good. James Cook the, looked good. DeAndre Swift looked good. Like, it's, there's too many guys.
2: The Rams, too, the O line played really good. You know, who's freaking in the trenches on that O line? Warren McClendon. Warren McClendon. He sure was.
0: Saw that picture
2: uh, after. And, and Darion Kendrick is a starter for them. Like, he didn't play. Yeah. He got drafted in, like, the sixth round. Right. Yeah. There, there's so
0: many. We're, we're living to get a good uh, You don't want any NFL game, and a Georgia player will pop.
1: Y'all want to? Y'all want one of my favorite picks of the off season? I didn't put very much on this. Clearly, George Pickens, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, plus wow. fifteen thousand. Yeah, he's he's the. George I mean, guys. like receivers have been taking those home because the quarterbacks always get yeah. the MVP. Like Justin Jefferson got yeah. it. I don't know. I don't know. Dang, I mean, I it's, it. it's it's also plus fifteen thousand, so it's one of those where like you can't make fun of me for that. Like, no, oh, no, damn. oh, you lost yeah. your bet, by actually, 15, 000, you have know respect it, for
2: putting that in. Yeah, no yeah no i mean i love that obviously it's george and Biggins. he has looked really good but he has you know, the I mean, platform does, too because he's he so does have funny he does have freaking kenny pickett thrown to him Is That's the only problem. if he had an elite quarterback or a semi-elite quarterback i think it would be awesome he's uh he's the funniest
0: player in football like i've said that since he was in georgia it's it is must see tv like there's not many must see tv players in the nfl mm-hmm. like you can just watch their highlights but like you want to watch George Biggins live. It that so
1: catch funny. that he made last year is so much better than Odell's catch. I mean, he was literally like – like yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable catch. That catch was ridiculous. And I think I think he can have enough
0: moments like that. Right, yeah. Know. You just got to, to get, get Twitter, into a head spot. Get on Twitter. Twitter highlights. That's how he win awards these days. Yep. All right, let's talk about some, some camp intel. Um, stuff's been rolling out on all different platforms. Like sometimes it's hard to figure out, like, who's – who, who do you want to listen to? Like, what, what, who's telling the truth? Who's biased? All this other stuff. But, like, we have three of us. We get enough intel. We're going to bring you what really matters right here. All right. Jake, what's one thing that you've been hearing that's really stuck out to you?
1: I don't know. I, it's, the, it's it's Janelle Aguero. I mean, it's all the safeties. Like, yeah, it, I, that's that's the main thing. You know, you talk about, you know, losing out on some safety recruits. Full stop, by the way. Let me preface this. If you are new here, I don't really do recruiting. Uh, I don't know too much about it. I kind of just see what I see. I know a lot of people like to watch high school tape. And, you know, not my thing personally, especially with the portal NIL. Not my thing. Anyways, I know that there's a big fuss about losing a bunch of safeties. I know they had three about a month ago that they thought they had three at least. And now they're down to zero. But I think they're in good hands. That's all I got to say
0: about it. Yeah, I tweeted out on our account the other day about how they all came and watched Janelle Aguero play and decided to go somewhere else. But <laughs> is that this very time last year? Like literally this time last year, this is about when we started cranking up the show for the first time. Probably yeah. you know, we probably had like four episodes up to this point last year. And the and the intel was just like, This Malachi Stark's guy, we can't keep him off the field. Like he this he's a freshman, but he's gonna play, like he's forcing people off the field. That's the same exact thing I'm hearing about Aguero too, Jake. Like it is the same type of Malachi Starks type stuff where he's just going to come in and take over that star position. And I'm excited for it because, like, we're in a day and age where the secondary is so vital because just offenses are, are just they're, – they're going down a different path. Like, I feel like it's going to start coming back. Like, as the, as the secondaries get better, it's going to become more balanced again. But, like, when you play teams like Tennessee, if you can, if you can play one-on-one with their receivers, it completely shuts it down. And so having Gallagher like Ware out there is going to be huge for us, huge for us in the star.
1: Yeah, apparently uh, Ja'Cory Thomas was playing pretty well. Um, yeah. And uh, I can't remember who the uh, – oh, yeah. I mean, I, I always forget – Tyke Smith is still here. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. The COVID year is, is, is objectively hilarious for college football, man. I tell you, I, I knew the COVID year was really having an impact when I turned on my TV. I, I think I guess it would have been a year – two years ago now. And I saw Anthony Brown taking snaps for Oregon. I could have sworn uh, that dude was in uh, college in like 2015. Yeah. But still, I'm happy for him, man. He's a guy who actually could use it to, like, rebuild his stock because his is most no of an injury. It's not been a performance yeah. thing. Right. Uh, yeah, and I, I think Mike is healthy here. this year. Yeah, apparently he's looking really good. I'm excited for the guy. I definitely want to see him get healthy. But, yeah, it's it's the safeties. I know people are freaking about out of the safeties because of recruiting. I, I'm not as concerned as maybe the average fan. Yeah. I've heard that the defensive
0: line is, is like, whipping the offensive line right now. Yeah. And some people may look at that as, as a problem. I look at that as a positive because – I think there's a lot more question marks on the defensive line this year than the offensive line. They're like I know. Is. I know what we're going to get over our offensive line. Like it's it's a lot of the same folks coming back. They Amarius Mims. They're talking like he's like the next Andrew Thomas. Like they they, they yeah. can't stop talking about how much of a freak he is. And I agree from what I've seen last year. Like just a plug and play guy like that. When you can come off the bench and play left tackle in the national championship game and do what you did. The semifinal game, like that's that's impressive. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not worried about that position at all with Browder Jones leaving. And so, like, we need the defensive line to step up. Jalen Carter, like, and Nolan Smith. Obviously, we play a lot without Nolan Smith, but Jalen Carter. Like at some point, we're going to do our Mount Rushmore of Georgia players of all time, and I, in just terms of talent, like not not like recognition and like greatest, like the best players. Like Jalen Carter is probably one of the best players we've ever had.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And um, another yeah, thing I mean, too is. Hey, real quick, Griff, because this is kind of yeah, in the same vein. I, I'm hearing people say things about the quarterbacks, too, and I'm like, well, this is the best defense you're going to face all year, exactly. so if they don't look that good. I'm not too concerned. That's all I had on that. You got to agree.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I was I was going to talk about the quarterbacks, actually. Like, that's one thing that you keep hearing out of camp is, like, no decision's been made yet. Like, it's still a competition and all that. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's competition still. I think it's Carson Beck's job, and this is just what Kirby does, guys. Like, People haven't caught on to it yet, and these other fans buy into it still, and they're like, oh, Georgia's not set at quarterback. Like, all, all these guys must stink. It's like, no. Like, the guys at Alabama actually stink. They're actually not good. Like, the guys at Florida, they are ag- they actually stink. They're actually not good. Like, <laughs> this is just what Kirby does. Like, we're fine. It's funny because I read, I read a brutal
0: report on Alabama spring practice the other day. Brutal. I heard it was awful. But if you ever want some like real entertainment, I'll be dead serious. If you're in the Athens area ever, like around practice time, which is you know three thirty to five thirty, three thirty to six thirty, you won't be able to see it. But if you just go hang out, you know, around the practice football field, maybe get up on the parking deck, go to Foley Field, you can hear Kirby on that microphone, and it is pure comedy. Oh, dude, I walk by awesome. there if, I go on my I go on my jog every day
1: about. I usually around lunch. I hear him out there every day. He's always, he's always getting into somebody. It's, it's very funny. I, uh, I used to last year when I would do it and I'd go on my run, I would just, I would just stop. I'd stop running. I'd take out my AirPods. I'd put myself on Snapchat and I would just walk the whole way and just put it on my story for everybody to listen to. It's, it's (laughs) it's funny too, because it's not, it's usually the starters. He's always getting on the always.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, but I've heard, I've
0: heard him on, I've heard him on Jackson Muschamp, man. He'll get on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard him on the one I heard the worst. I'll never forget. Me and Emerson. Shout out Emerson, Big League debut. Kids uh, John, Everybody knows he's the best. Shout out Big League. I'm talking about it that much. Um, he parked his car in the parking deck. And so I was riding with him. We walk up there. And Tyson Campbell just got it. Absolute stuffing from Kirby, like just verbally <laughs> abused by Kirby for about five minutes, and we heard the whole thing. We were dying laughing. It's tough. Like if you if you walked by there and, and knew nothing about the Georgia football program, you would think they're terrible. Like you know, yeah, the, I mean this coach is talking.
2: Well, I mean that Tennessee fan that came to Athens really thought they were terrible after Kirby was dogging Kelly Ringo in in practice before right. the Tennessee it's, game.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Tennessee fans. That's. <laughs> That checks out. They walk by and go, oh, your dogs are going to suck this year. Kirby's chewing out the whole team. Yeah, well, that's why you can't get anything out of a Kirby press conference. You can't get anything out of a Georgia practice because I've also heard Intel where apparently Ra'ra Thomas is, is playing with the four strings when the media can view and they go inside and play,
2: and he's he's running with the first team. Like, apparently he's the most talented receiver they have. So yeah. that's, uh, that's, what, that's another thing, too. We're playing games here. It, we're playing chess. Everyone else is playing checkers. Kirby, Kirby, like, he, he did learn. He learned
0: from the best. He learned from Nick Saban, and he brought it here, and he does his own thing. Like, he's not mini Nick Saban. We talked about this a lot. He's not, you know, he's not like Brent Venables going to Oklahoma and trying to be mini Dabo, like just a weirdo. No, Kirby's his own guy. The principles he learned, he put in place from Saban. And, like, he's not going to give you anything because if he gives you something, you don't think Josh Heupel sees that? You don't think Billy Napier sees that? Like, they're seeing everything we see, so, like, why give that out? And, and it yeah. frustrates people to death, like, well, why won't he just tell us who's injured and who's not? Well, because if he tells you, hey, and Bennett's injured, Carson Beck's starting, like, okay, now we can have a whole practice plan towards Carson Beck. You know, like, it's it's just one of those things, like, why would you do it? So, yeah. I love yeah.
1: that. Yeah, last awesome. thing, too, speaking of injuries as well, um, the running back room is – I think I think depth is mainly the main concern. I know Branson Robinson. I think he's had a foot. I think uh, Kendall Billings had a hamstring. I, I was really disappointed because I wanted to hear more about Andrew Paul because he was the talk of the town last spring before his ACL. Kid's built like a brick house. Apparently, he was absolutely showing out. And I mean,
2: you know, playing he just better took than his guys. Race like, off though. I think he's starting to get healthy. I think I read that.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I was kind of hoping to hear a little bit more. You know, I mean. Not everybody's George Pickens, though, where you tear your ACL in the spring and you're back that December pretty much. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm excited for this kid. I think he could be a real a real difference maker. He could be somebody that comes out of nowhere.
0: We need it. Yeah, I, th- I think that difference maker at running back could be what makes or breaks this offense from being you – yeah, know, I think they're going to be really good regardless, but, like, I'm talking like number one offense. If you have a game breaker at running back, that, that does a lot for you. So, that's about all I got out of practice. Y'all got anything else, any thoughts? I, I think
2: I think you had one you had one question you wanted to pose to the pose to the group here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So <laughs> thank you, Griff. <laughs> <laughs> um so everybody knows, you know, the Saturday, sometimes Friday, but mostly Saturday scrimmages. Um they go to they go to Sanford, you know, they put on the jerseys, pop some pads. Um you can probably see that from the bridge,
2: I guess, if you if you go over there if you're in town. No, you, you can, can yeah. It. They they play on like the the side of it, though, where you can't really see. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they got everybody standing there, so you can't
0: see everything. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. But um, I would like to know, Griff and Jake, you can weigh in. Let's say you're at one of those Saturday scrimmages and you get every carry with the first-team offense. Let's say they run seven drives. How many yards rushing do you think you can get on – this is scrimmage now like obviously i know georgia georgia scrimmages are at a different level everybody talks about the physicality of it's not a real game though how many
2: let's say you get 25 carries how many rushing yards are you getting how many okay i'm I'm gonna start i'm gonna start with at least 25 i think i can get one (laughs) yard per carry
1: hey hold on this is an important question are we counting negative yards? Yes.
2: Yes. Okay. So if you go backwards, that counts against you. Yeah. If you get hit in the backfield for the loss of three yards, that, that's going to hurt. You. Well, yeah. But I don't know. I've got faith in our offensive line. I think they can. I, I mean, we, we got the best offensive line in of the country. I think they can. They can push me through a little bit. You're going a yard to carry. You got yourself a yard to carry. I'd say at least a yard of carry. I mean, I think maybe oh. I get lucky. Maybe I get lucky and like something happens, but I'm not making it past Jamon Dumas Johnson. I I'm probably not getting more than three yards. Well you're not I'm beating him to the hole either is the problem.
0: You have to beat him to the hole to get a yard.
2: Yeah, that's true, man. Your lateral movement, I've seen it, Griff. It's you know. Not not to turn I'll, down uh, here. It's, it's no look I, no, look look, I get it. I get it, you know. <laughs> I, I I'm a tremendous basketball player though. Anybody can catch a bucket if they want. <laughs>
1: Let's say, all right. I'm, I'm going to put a baseline here. I, let's say, okay. You say you do get a, you do get one carry. You're going to get knocked in the backfield at least three or four times, maybe knock off twelve. I, I, would, I would take the over. I say 12, 12 yards on twenty-five carries, Which, by the way, like if that if we're talking about a college football defense, it doesn't, you know,
0: that's right. pretty good. Um, yeah, no doubt. I'm in, de- I'm in decent shape, but I'm not obviously. Plus, yeah, you have, back. you have to think about like. It's not like you're just getting every carry at 100%. Like, your first carry, like, yeah, you're at 100%. Then you're getting absolutely popped. Yeah. Then you're hurting a little bit. You're winded. I would personally set the over-under at, like, probably a double digit, like or a single digit, probably like, like an eight and a half, just because, like, you're going to get tired. 25 carries in a scrimmage. Which 25 is, is a lot. Long. It's a lot in a short time period, too. Like, you're not switching. You know, you're yeah. just running first-team reps versus first-team D. Yeah, I, I <laughs> would, I, if- I would, it might be the negatives. If
1: I did get lucky, if somebody misses an assignment or I or I just bounce out and get lucky and somebody crashes down and (laughs) I get like nine yards and I get nine yards and we're going over eight and a half, I'm like, I'm actually taking carries and like sticking the ball out to to the (laughs) offensive line, trying to just stay
2: at nine to win the bet. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. that, Imagine if we like had the opportunity to do that somehow. Like they're just like, All right, you can come try. I I
0: I can't I can't begin to describe how much money I would pay to see. No, I, dude, I, like, if it was like a bid, if it was a bid to win, like come to take carries from Georgia, here's a fundraiser. Like I would get everyone I know to pitch in as much as they can, just to see you to go do that. The only, the only way I would, is I would, I would donate just if I
1: could, I want to stand on the sidelines, like put on khakis and like a collared shirt and a headset. It'd be like my, it'd be like my PlayStation headset. I don't (laughs) even care. Just stand out there and look at like a play sheet. I'll I'll get a menu from Waffle House and just look at it and yell at Griff. I think that would be so much fun.
0: Would be awesome. If we, <laughs> on, I wish
2: on twenty, 20 passes, passes in a scrimmage with the second team, how do you think I'm completing if zero. I'm quarterbacking? None, Legit- not a Legit- single one.
1: Legitimately zero. I think passes is way harder than rushing. Maybe yards
2: a maybe a screen though. Like I can complete a screen. Now this
1: question gets really interesting if you talk about like okay, Colorado. I think Colorado actually had the worst rush defense in the FBS last year. I think they legitimately gave up like 500 rushing yards a game. I might, I might be getting more than 25 on 25. i was
0: legit like i i personally like i'm obviously a big human being but i've always said i could get a yard i, I don't oh, care 100%. what the level of football is like i'm talking like fourth and one give me the freaking rock we're all over
1: like six feet tall like we're all decently sized guys like
0: we're all in shape like i, I think i could yeah i want the rock third and one National Championship Game. We're, everyone knows we're running the ball. I, I want the rock, and I want I want the yard. I'm falling for it. I don't care who's hitting me. I'm falling for it. I've always said that, and i would love i to see it. But we will never. We will never. Yeah. I would say I would say it's a breach of my race contract. If I <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's do a little. Let's do a little SEC East preview. Um, I think the biggest point to be made about the SEC East this year, just to kick us off, is. I think this year is the first year I can remember where every single team outside of Vanderbilt and obviously outside of us believe that they are the I second best team. I, like, everyone believes that. If you ask a South Carolina fan, like, where are you going to finish in the SEC East this year? They would tell you second. Florida somehow believes they're going to. Yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee has, like, obviously the right to say they are because they did last year. Um, and Kentucky is, has been there
2: for the past, you know, four out of the five years. So, Mizzou, honestly, right? I Missouri mean, fans think they're I, going. Yeah. I was, I was, I was they're having brutal. those same thoughts about Missouri,
1: and I kind of like Missouri to be like a sleeper team for me this year. Their schedule is brutal. Brutal. That's the only thing with them.
2: Yeah, I, I, well, I, so I don't know. Honestly, I mean, always. Yeah
1: did did y'all see my SEC picks? And people were very upset about them. Yeah, I did I see those,
2: them. Jake. I actually, Except I actually liked them.
1: I put Kentucky at nine and three. Uh, we, uh, I guess, I don't know. We can go in order based off that. I had Georgia 12 and 0. I have a brain. Um, all right. So second, I had Kentucky at nine and three getting second place just because I kind of think they're going to beat like Tennessee. Like I, I could see this being a like, y'all know I love Devin Leary. If you watched the show last year, <laughs> that's really not the main reason. I actually think like William Cohen coming back from from the Rams. I actually think Kentucky is going to be solid this year. And like you said, there's not really a guaranteed like second place. Like, there's nobody here that's really just going to be like, all right, well, they're definitely second in the pack. I don't exactly. think it's Tennessee. Like, I really don't think it I is. Don't so I know a lot of wow. people have already crowned them. No, I I legitimately do not think that. And Agreed. I think they're, yeah, I think their win total is like seven and a half for Kentucky, so this isn't that far above their win total. But yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think it's out of bounds to say Kentucky could be
0: second in these. Agreed. I mean, like Missouri is going to have some absolute game breakers at receiver. Um, we'll have to see what they do at quarterback. That's 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 the biggest question. Like. I think that's been Missouri's question for a while now. It's like, you know, their defense is, it hasn't been great. They've had some good weapons. They've really had some good running backs. Decent, decent offensive decent offensive line. But the quarterback, like how many how many Missouri quarterbacks can you name since twenty eighteen?
1: Uh like, the one that went to Indiana, Brady Cook. Well, they got Jake Garcia now. Shout out Matty, Matty Mock. Monk.
0: Yeah, that wasn't uh, twenty eighteen.
1: That was right? way oh, before twenty eighteen. Oh, uh, You
2: were saying since twenty eighteen. I was just thinking not counting Drew Locke. Like like after Drew Locke, it's just been kind of a cesspool of yeah. like,
1: who you it's know, just it's all the same like one brown hair, who, brown, brown the haired guy white guy before
2: Matty Mock. James
1: Frank, uh, James, James Franklin, Franklin. yeah, yeah. Oh, is it James Franklin? Okay.
0: I think it is.
2: I think I think that was it. It was
1: Franklin. definitely something Franklin. I don't know if it was James. He Franklin. was
0: at, he was at the banning camp that I went to, the, the one that Johnny Manziel left. Fun fact: I was in the Johnny Manziel documentary, um, <laughs> and he told us a list of the only reason I remember this guy, he was there. He was a coach and he, he listed off the injuries he's had since he's been in Missouri, and it took like five minutes. Like, this dude got absolutely torn shreds. So, shout out. It was Franklin. It was something Franklin.
1: Yeah, well, I think it is James Franklin. I think he just has the same name as the coach. Right. Uh, the, the problem is with Mizzou is they actually kind of have a brutal schedule. they got to play Kansas State. Uh, they play yeah. Memphis, who I actually think Memphis is going to be pretty solid this year. They have the LSU thing about, out of the West.
2: Yeah, but they get those games at home. They get yeah. They get LSU at home. They get Kansas State at home. Like if they can win, I don't one think of,
1: they can play Kansas State anywhere. I don't think they're beating Kansas State
2: first. Well, that's they fine don't. though, but that that doesn't matter or anything in the SEC. So is yeah. if they could somehow yeah. just like <laughs> sneak like LSU's gonna be really really good.
1: They got Tennessee at home, and they got to beat Arkansas uh, in, in Arkansas. I think that's yeah.
0: That's it. it. That's what they gotta do. I, I would love to say South Carolina, but I. I think they might be one of the worst. Like, dude, they lost so many playmakers that I can't. Like, I'm. I know. South South Carolina fans
1: irritate me to no end, man. (laughs) These guys, their Vegas win total is five and a half. I project them at six wins. In (laughs) case you're not a mathematician, that's over their projection. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm giving you a compliment here, and they're all like, "No, man, you're wrong. You don't get it. You're on drugs." Like, okay, um, (laughs) that's crazy because I projected you to win like I think it was seven games last year. How made you win? I, it's yeah. You got you beat. You beat Clemson and Tennessee last year to get over your win total, and that was an absolute miracle. That is not going to happen again. And I don't even like. It's just so annoying to me. They just get so wound up over that stuff. Like they're looking like, yeah. like South Carolina. You guys are like, let's come on. Let's be serious now.
0: So I think where I stand here, just a brief. I'll just run through the teams real quick. I'm very low on South Carolina. I think it's going to be Georgia. I'll start at the top. Georgia at the top. Then you go to the bottom. From bottom up, it's going to be Vandy, South Carolina, unfortunately, Missouri. And here's where I'm a little bit higher than, than the consensus. I think Florida's going to be slightly better than a lot of people think. Um, listen, you got to get rid of Mullins players. They're ter- Like that culture was awful. They're doing that. are um, recruiting pretty well, and I like the guy a lot. Like I, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good person. Um, it's just going to be whether Florida fans give him time because they're not good people.
1: And so, their uh, their schedule next year is.
0: Right, mm, brutal. I, I truly, I'm gonna tell you the game. I'm gonna hold my next three because because our next segment is what is the biggest game in the in the SECs. I'm gonna hold it there. Um, but I'm with you, Jake. I think Kentucky is second. I think that's all right.
1: Second. I'll list mine um, off, and I want to talk about Florida for a second, Griff. And I'm yeah, gonna kick it to you. Let's do it. Yeah. Go so for it. Georgia, Kentucky at second, Tennessee at eight and four, Mizzou, South Carolina, Florida, all at six and six. Whatever order that ends up being, yeah. I don't really care. And then Vandy last. Uh, Florida's schedule for me is so weird because I'm kind of really high on them early in the season. Like I said, I got them at 6-6. and I have them winning in Utah. I think they actually are going to beat Utah without Cam Rising. I have them beating McNeese State. I have them beating Tennessee at home. And then they beat Charlotte. And then (laughs) I have them losing to Kentucky, beating Florida. And then they lose to South Carolina, Georgia, LSU, Missouri, Florida State. And then they beat Arkansas at home. Like that's like they're just like the last half of their schedule. I think is just going to beat them to death.
2: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I I'm in, I'm kind of in agreement with you all in Florida, but also I think this season could absolutely be awful for them. That they, they could get out of this season winning like three games. Their win total is like, five and a half. Three, they could. Really. Yeah. I mean, you're right. They definitely could. And, but I think the way I would have it would obviously be Georgia number one. I'll go top to bottom. Georgia number one. I think Kentucky number two. Honestly, I, I legitimately this. It's probably just my hate for Tennessee a little bit. I think Missouri, number three, and then Tennessee, four, and then uh, South Carolina, know, five, Florida, six, Vanderbilt, seven. So here's
0: we – can, we can move right to the next part, the biggest game, and I'll just kick it off because it kind of flows right into this. Um, biggest game in the SEC East. This time last year, I don't want to beat my chest too much, but if you listen to this podcast, I told you that the biggest game in the SEC East would be in Columbia, South Carolina, late in the year when Tennessee goes in there, that might have been the biggest game in, in college football last year because that just completely knocked Tennessee out of the playoff picture. They had a free ride to it, really, because they didn't have to play the SEC championship. So we absolutely tore them up, and they were just going to walk in, and then we we're going to play them again. And then they go get housed by South Carolina. What that, what I was wrong about though is I thought if South Carolina won that game, that their recruiting would just take off. Like, like if they win that game with everybody there with. Everyone watching, like, I knew Tennessee was going to be decent that year. I didn't know how good they were going to be. And then South Carolina can win that game, like, I thought that's what um, Beamer would need to just take it at a new level. And he has recruited pretty well, but then he goes and loses Stogner and he loses Jaheim Bell. It's like, how? I mean, how? why are those yeah. guys leaving? So that's, that's just beat my own chest. I was right last year. This year I'm going to be right again. The biggest game in the SEC East is going to come early. It's one of the best rivalries in sports. It's one of my favorite non-Georgia games, really. Tennessee's going to the Swamp. Um, and here's why I'm higher on Florida than most, is because I think they're going to win week one against Utah. I, yes. think Cam, I think Cam Rising is beat up. Um, I love the guy. If he's fully healthy, I don't touch Florida here. Um, they lost Dalton Kincaid. They, it's going to be just one of those gritty, grimy games like it was last year where Anthony Richardson looks the part because it's just nobody's scoring points, so they finally do it, it's like, oh, wow. Uh, and – I like Florida there because they have talent up front. They always have talent up front. They're going to be bigger than Utah, and if Cam Rising's beat up at all, they're going to sack him like a lot. And if they win that game, the momentum train is just going to be rolling. They're going to roll right into that. They're going to get a Tennessee team who's trying to find their identity with Joe Milton. He's not very good. If Florida wins that game, like they're going to have, they're going to have wins against Utah and Tennessee to start the year. That's going to propel them the rest of the season, and they're going to finish third in, in the SEC behind. Them. I think,
1: uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of think it in the same vein, at least we're talking about a battle for second place, kind of similar to last mm-hmm. year. Uh, I think Tennessee going to Kentucky week nine, because if I'm not mistaken, I think Tennessee kind of pulled the pants off Kentucky last year. They did. Uh, if I remember that correctly. They did. And, uh, you know, Kentucky's kind of a sneaky, tough-ish place to play. Uh, so I think that'll be a big one for them, too. Uh, that'll kind of decide second place. Like I said, it got nine and three, eight and four. So for me, that technically is deciding second place. I did want to say something too about mine. I kind of brushed over them. Uh, I do think Vandy's kind of headed in the right direction. Now, I agree. The right, the right direction for them is a bowl game. I mean, they could, I think they Clark, could i
2: could a, a win this year and really screw oh, somebody over. I just, I mean, wasn't yeah,
1: I just wasn't going to pick it, but I definitely think they could win a game. They yeah. could beat, um, you know they could beat somebody and, and you know maybe even two maybe even two teams get bowl eligible i think they'll win all four they're out of conference i think they'll beat wake forest i got him over three and a half wins favorite bet every year we'll talk about that later kentucky over three and a half wins you know if it hits in september but love it yeah i i, I think clarkley's got him headed in the right direction i like aj swan they definitely feel like they have some direction uh i like yeah, aj
2: swan too he we just he never he talk about far. vanderbilt
1: and we always throw them at last. I kind of feel a little bad for them. Yeah. So I figured I. Yeah, uh, I think they'll be all right eventually. I want them out of the SEC, but yeah, we're on head in the right direction. Well, see, uh, it's funny. We got to keep them in the SEC because since we have a private school, that means that we cannot, we, we don't have to submit to Freedom of Information Act requests uh, wow. since it's not all public schools. I did not know this. So we need
0: we need Vanderbilt. <laughs> no more out right. there. Talk. It is good point, Jake. Uh, that, that's how quick my mind can be turned right there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so far we have. Florida or Tennessee at Florida in the swamp, and then we have Kentucky. You said Tennessee goes to yeah, Tennessee goes to Kentucky this year. Week yeah, that's week nine. No,
2: I'm pretty sure Kentucky goes to Tennessee, right? No, they no did I'm, last like, year. I'm looking at it right. Will now, Levis went in. Will you Levis are, went into okay. Tennessee
0: and he was awful. No, because yeah. the year before was the only year is the only game that Will Levis threw for over 300 yards against an SEC team. That's right. That's right. Tennessee. Yeah, that Kentucky. is a big one. Wondell Robinson, they hit like a freaking fourth and 25. Wondell Robinson up the sideline. It
2: was. Yeah, It's a pretty good argument seen. for a big one just because it is it is yeah. late in the season. It's Kroger feels out there Kroger. <laughs> I, I think there's two games for me that I think could be big. Dude, I just keep thinking about Missouri, and I think the Missouri-Kentucky game, middle of the year, that could, yeah. could be huge. Because I think that it's going to – obviously, I think those two teams are going to be two and three. But if, if Missouri can somehow get into that game with only one loss, like beat Kansas State or LSU, which is unlikely, I think that makes that game so much bigger. But even if they come in there with two losses, it still has a lot. They still have a lot to play for. Georgia does play Kentucky the week before. They get it probably after Ooh, a hard-fought week, a down week, and then, can, I mean, but Kentucky gets them at home. I mean, Missouri, man, I think that would hug be huge. They but I also, these games up, man. I, I also think Tennessee-Missouri could be huge. Tennessee's got to go to Missouri if they both yeah. – I mean, if Tennessee has a decent record, they could play spoiler kind of the same way that uh, South Carolina did last year. Yeah, And if they, if they win that game before – Tennessee goes or plays Georgia at home. be, I don't know. I would y'all love. Want a, uh y'all want a
1: fun. This is so random. This is off topic. Y'all want a fun. We talk about look ahead spots. Uh, I think Maryland can potentially be six and one. They're gonna host Penn State in between, I think, Penn State, Ohio State and Penn State, Michigan. I've already had the I've already got that one, Circle.
0: I already oh, have I do them.
1: too. Okay. Oh, I do too. I like Maryland this year. That's why I wanted off, to bring them up.
0: You were off that podcast when we talked about the Big Ten, but yeah, Maryland was the play. So we're all in on Maryland. This whole is a Maryland podcast. But uh, I would love to say that Georgia-Tennessee will be the biggest game in the SEC East, like everyone in the country thinks it is. Because last year it was. and It was fun. It was legitimately fun. We had a great time on this pod. We interacted with a lot of Tennessee fans. And when you're in a battle with a Tennessee fan, you're going to win. So you look great. Uh, The issue is – they're gonna have three at least three losses. They're gonna have three losses. They like they're gonna, they're gonna lose to Florida, lose Florida, they're gonna lose to Bama, and they're gonna lose to A and M at home. So Or Kentucky. It's, right. It's, they might it, have four losses. They're 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 gonna Or Missouri.
2: They play Missouri for us uh,
0: too at Missouri. Yeah, they, I would love to say it is. It's not. It's not gonna be that. Tall Tennessee fans who think Joe Milton, who's been benched twice, is just gonna step in and be the Heisman running quarterback. He's not gonna be starting by the time Georgia plays him. So we're not gonna see Joe Milton ever again. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope we do. Yeah, we won't. Uh, we won't obviously in him.
1: Are we? Uh, are we doing? Are we, are we doing to do a, a short playoff preview? Wrap it up.
0: Yeah. Well, we got one more thing on this yeah, on the SEC's we'll, part. We'll oh, yeah. I forgot about this. So, right, we just rank teams based off their play on the field. Now we need to rank teams and how likely you are to beat the coach in a fight. So I guess the rankings we would do would be number one
2: being the least likely you want to
0: fight, and then go down.
2: I think we should do it the other way. I think we should start the the, the number one is most the one likely we you most could likely fight. could. Okay, all right, but so let's start at the Missouri in there? No, yeah, I was gonna say Missouri is definitely. <laughs> Eli Drinkwitz. i am beaten the. Did you see that I'm video, of Eli Drinkwitz, when they got that
1: recruit? He was like,
0: "Oh my gosh,
1: mega goober,
2: all he's time. all the, the, of he's, fame goober look." He is
0: a Hall of Fame goober look like. I loved when he trolled Dan Mullen. Like it, it was all funny and stuff, but the, the dude says some things, and then he says some things where I'm like, I really like this guy. Like, like in reference to the conference realignment stuff. But then he's just too good. He's so goofy and just the look, the baby face. Like, yeah, he's. I, he, I would pulverize I him. This is gonna be.
1: I, I know. I. I... I think I have my number one, and it, it might be a little surprising to you guys. That you could fight? That you could beat the fight? No, I would say that I don't want to. I oh, think next, oh. I think next we got to, I, I feel Let's bad picking the old guys, but Lane Kevin's got to be up there.
0: Come on. Well, this just SECs. Just SECs. Yeah, right? oh, okay. just SECs. Okay. Um, yeah, so we can start at the bottom here. If the guy at least like to fight, Jake, we might be on the second It's yeah, Clark Lee. Lee I'm six. sorry, dude. Clark That's Lee
2: what is what You <laughs> think Clark Lee over Billy Napier? I think maybe Billy. I, he, Napier is my second. Baker was my two, but – I think Clark those Lee, two guys are definitely – I think they're definitely – Listen, look at all the coaches that
0: coached for Vanderbilt in the past. Like, you have to be a little bit crazy to take that job. Like, Derek Mason, I am I don't want to mess with. No, James that, Franklin, James Franklin, I don't really want to mess with. Like, like those guys have a little bit of crazy in them that makes them take the Vanderbilt job. And he's ball. Clark yeah, Lee is, a, is an intense – Dude, like he looks like a, like a, like a, Navy he's seal. definitely in there with the team,
1: like Max and Adam. Right. Line.
0: Look at yeah. him. He's huge. Yeah. No, you, you, you don't, don't want, I don't want any part of Clark Lee. I'm, I'm yeah, Clark that's Lee, fair. Yeah, yeah. And then we, hey, know, hey, we know about them, one. we know about them North Georgia boys. They got hands like Billy Nate. I got Billy Nate slotted in right, right yeah. behind Clark Lee. That's funny yep. because after Kirby, after that, the rest of
1: them lunch meat. Yeah. Shane Beamer, <laughs> Lunch meat. Josh, I don't know. Lunch meat. Mark Shane. Stoops, lunch meat. Yeah, every Mark single Stoops. one of them.
2: All right, <laughs> lunch so, meat. You go. You go. <laughs> Clarkly, Billy Napier, Five, The least likely you go will go Kirby. I think. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kirby, yeah. and then I think Beamer. I would put Kirby. Beamer. Yeah, definitely. Just That's because. I, but just just because Stoops, dude. Just because he's young, Stoops is just too old, man. How big is Beamer? I mean, is look at how big Beamer is. You look at how old Stoops is. I, I mean, how... Stoops is fifty-six. Oh, Stoops is
1: shade. Stoops is from Youngstown, Ohio, though. That's you know exactly.
0: I, Beamer's he's in shape, though. Yeah, but Beamer Beamer talks a lot. You know, guys that talk a lot. You know, he's five eight. Griff.
2: Oh, you might be right. Shane Beamer's 5'8". Lunch meat. Yeah, maybe Bob Stoops. Maybe Mark Stoops. Uh... Maybe Mark Stoops and Four Beamer then. Yeah, I got
0: so yeah, Clark Lee, Nate, Kirby, um, Mark Stoops, and then who we say? Beamer, Heiple, and
1: Drinkwood.
2: Beamer, Beamer, Beamer. Beamer. Yeah. Heiple is definitely second. What's your strategy going to fight Josh Heiple because he is like just, just run. Wear him out, he just run, run a pumpkin, for a little bit. Like, yeah, him, I mean, kick him in the nuts and run around for a little bit till he's you tired you move around at all. He's he's boned. Yeah, and he used to be a good athlete, too. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, no, he was a, yeah, he's a quarterback. He, he, he
2: finished second though, in yeah. Heisman voting in 2000, right?
1: Uh, always finishing in second. He was just
2: preparing for life. Right <laughs> to play at Tennessee. Oh All right, God. yeah. So
0: that, that's that's that last segment there. And then you want to hold the playoff preview? You want to end it right there? I thought that's a good ending. Yeah, yeah, we can wait yeah, on that. We, we'll we do some
1: Heisman picks
0: and some other stuff next yeah, week. that's a good ending point right there. I mean, we're not going to play that segment. Right. Yeah, Griff, you're right. I should have done this in the middle of the show. Um, Everyone, please subscribe to the new channel. Um, It's going to help us out a lot. We're going to be able to do a lot better things. If you guys will subscribe, like the video, too. That helps out a lot. And even comment on it. Um, Listen, we appreciate you guys. Your Twitter following is awesome. I love getting on Twitter every day just to see you guys in the comments saying stuff, going at people. It's great. Um, We want to create that environment here on YouTube as well. Help us out doing that. Subscribe to the show. Everybody have a good week. Um, football's right around the corner. Just do that. You know, when you're sitting at work, when you're, when you're doing things you don't want to do, just know the weather's about to turn, pads are about to pop. Just keep that in the back of your
2: mind, and everything The bets alive. are
0: about to be fine.
1: You'll, you'll, be, you'll be placing parlays on a company dime
0: in no time. Wow. Yeah.
2: Soon, yeah. soon you're going to be waking up on Saturday morning. You're already going to have some locks in, and you're just going to be like – You're at about 7 right before 12. Man, i got to take the whole board. I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Welcome. We're all the same. We all believe red. Everybody have a good week. Get it, dogs.